Hello there, my name is Lewis James and I'm a composer, video game music enthusiast and all-round nerd. Now video game music has always inspired me and fascinated me throughout my life. For anyone that's counting, that's almost 30 years. The ability to immerse myself in different worlds, stories and environments and have the music act as a gateway to these mystical places never ceases to amaze me. So many boundaries have been broken in such a short space of time because of this medium. I invite you to join me as I analyse some of the greatest video game soundtracks of all time. Welcome to my Melodies of Life. We're in for an absolute behemoth of an episode, folks. I just need to get the admin out of the way first before we do anything else. Let's get to it. The main item that I need to bring up here is the coffee page. It was brought to my attention that there had been some trouble with putting donations through due to a fault on my part. As far as I'm aware, this issue has now been fixed and everything should go a lot more smoothly now. I also just want to thank the listener who made me aware of this issue. They know who they are and I appreciate them greatly. Just like the last episode, I'll leave a link to the page in the description of this one as well. I have one other thing that I need to address here. While playing through Theatre of Final Bar Line, which is fantastic by the way, I realised that... I pulled a bit of a blunder while recording my first episode on Final Fantasy VI in the previous series. I ended up introducing a piece with an incorrect title. What I thought was Castle Figaro is actually called Edgar and Sabin's Theme. This just comes down to bad research on my part, which I apologise for. Now, let's get straight to the episode proper. We have a lot to talk about. It is now time to go through the music of the one and only Metal Gear Solid. Whenever someone nowadays thinks of the Metal Gear franchise as a whole, this will most likely be the first game to spring to mind. Hideo Kojima started to plan out Metal Gear Solid in 1994, four years after the release of Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, while he and his team developed and released another game outside of the Metal Gear franchise. Metal Gear Solid released in September 1998 in Japan, October of the same year in the US, and then finally to the EU region in February 1999. Before I move on, I want to bring up a question that people unfamiliar with the franchise will definitely be asking themselves around this point in the episode. Why is this game called Metal Gear Solid and not Metal Gear 3? Well, the answer might be a bit simpler than you think. The previous two games were deemed unfamiliar at the time due to lack of exposure in the West compared to specifically the Japanese audience. Plus, Solid is a representation of the move from 2D sprites to 3D polygonal graphics. Konami's in-house composers, which include the likes of Kazuki Murauka, Hiroyuki Togo, Takanari Ishiyama, Lee Jun Myung, and Maki Kirioka have provided us with the music for the game. I'm not entirely sure who composed what, so 
this seems like the most logical time to credit everyone who made this incredible project possible. The main theme, however, was not composed by anyone in this team. It's not even featured in the main game, but that's not the point. The main theme of Metal Gear Solid was composed by Tapi Iwase and was only used in the trailer for the game. It still makes a pretty good thing to play in the background for the story synopsis. So that's what I'm going to do right now. But not before I warn you of potential mild spoilers from this point onwards. Alright, let's go. During a training mission in late February 2005 on Shadow Moses, a remote island off the coast of Alaska containing a nuclear weapons facility, Foxhound and the Next Generation Special Forces rebelled against the United States government under the command of Liquid Snake. Their target was the advanced weapon system Metal Gear Rex a gigantic robotic weapons platform with worldwide nuclear strike capabilities. Their demand was the body of the greatest soldier who ever lived, Big Boss, which, through gene therapy, they could use to create an army of ultimate soldiers. With the safety of the entire world at stake, at the request of the Secretary of Defense, Colonel Roy Campbell, the former commander of Foxhound, summoned Solid Snake out of retirement for one last solo covert operation to stop Liquid. This theme will not be heard again until the advent of Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. After that, it will still be used until around the time of the development of Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots. The theme sadly had to be dropped altogether and not used ever again, due to accusations of plagiarism. This is a very touchy subject, and a very serious accusation to make. So rather than making it more of a legal issue, Konami simply decided to just leave the theme alone altogether. It's a shame. It really is. It doesn't stop me from covering it here and in future episodes though. The main theme is still awesome. I'll go more in depth with the main motif itself and how it can be used to express different emotions in future episodes. I want to focus with what's unique about this particular version of the theme, the original version, here. The five note string motif, which appears throughout the theme as a counter melody, shows up in a few key moments in the soundtrack itself. I'll go into specifics later on in the episode. As I said earlier, the Metal Gear Solid main theme only appears in the trailer and not in the game itself. Not everyone who has played the game would have seen the trailer. As a result, this ended up becoming some sort of a mini theme by default. Off the top of my head, I can think of four pieces in the soundtrack that the string motif appears in. I'll admit they sound very similar side by side, but there are differences in each piece that personify the impact of the scenario that they each represent. The first of which is the one I'm sure fans and non-fans alike will be the most familiar with. Funnily enough, is the alert theme for this piece. No siren this time? Am I safe? 
Am I not going to be interrupted again? Can I move on? Okay. So this is... Damn it! <sighs> Encounter. It's called Encounter. Ten seconds in and the motif is already making itself known, and slight variations of it appears throughout. I always saw this as a reminder of what you're supposed to be doing compared to the situation that you're in when this is played. This is a stealth mission, and you have been spotted. You're supposed to be sneaking around the facility. The prevention of a potential nuclear strike and the lives of two VIP hostages hang in the balance. Get out of sight, or risk making things worse. One thing I can give credit for is the dynamic transition of a more die-down and light-textured version of this theme whenever you are in the process of evasion. That version was never officially released, so I can't show it here, but anyone who has played the game will know what I'm talking about. The next piece that includes the motif does, again, sound like Encounter to start with, but it has enough differences to stand out on its own merit. This is the boss theme for Metal Gear Solid, simply titled, Duel. This is more of a development of Encounter than an entirely different piece, which is what we heard from the soundtracks in the previous two games. More variations of the string motif are present, plus the addition of a choir brings that tension forward. In the context of this game, that's all we need. It's a step up from being spotted by the genome soldiers. It's a one-on-one -on -one standoff with a member of Foxhound, whoever that may be. You're still in a situation that you'd rather not be in but it is not something that you simply escape and hide from, so you have no choice but to fight your way out. This is something we have definitely heard before. The evolution from battle to mini-boss battle from the Final Fantasy remake definitely springs to mind. So developing from an existing track to make a new one is all well and good, but can we take it one step further? So the equivalent of mini-boss battle to boss battle in Final Fantasy? We're in luck, because the answer is yes we absolutely can, with the final boss theme of Metal Gear Solid, Escape. We're moving further and further away from what we've heard in Encounter, while still keeping the main foundation connecting the three pieces together. Even the choir is now singing at a slightly higher register, accentuating the now-or-never approach to the fight ahead. This is the fight between Metal Gear Rex itself and you armed with a missile launcher after the realization that the conventional way of shutting down the weapon ended up being nothing more than a setup. You have no choice but to bring it down in a good old-fashioned blaze of glory. 
It's do or die time. Hold on, did I say that there are four tracks that include the string motif? Well, it's just a snippet of the Metal Gear Solid main theme's introduction, but it's not somewhere anyone wants to be when playing a game like this. The game over screen. You'll hear that a lot as you play, so get used to hearing that while you can. If this game doesn't bring that message across to you, I'm sure the rest of the games in the series will. But it can't just be that motif throughout the soundtrack, right? Yes, that's all you hear of it from this game. So let's take a break from all of the tension and explore some of the more ambient sides of the soundtrack to cool our heads. The first of which that I want to highlight here is the first one you hear as soon as you start controlling Snake. Cavern. Snake has made his way to Shadow Moses Island undetected via a cave that also acts as a docking bay. The cargo lift at the back of the cave is the only way up to the main nuclear weapons disposal facility. You'll just have to wait for it to come down, while also hiding from genome soldiers patrolling the area. The baseline for Cavern definitely makes itself known. The constant tick-tock motion of the base brings out a sense of both tension and waiting, reflecting the scenario that we're seeing on screen. The harmonies start to clash and slowly but surely start to come together. A nice example of a typical light at the end of the tunnel. That's when the true mission begins. As you crawl, crouch and dodge your way through the facility, the music takes more of a left turn compared to the previous two games' ambient soundtracks. What do I mean by that? This is the first time in the series where a facility or base has been taken over by a hostile force, and Snake is not infiltrating something that was already an enemy base to start with. So there's less of a you-don't-belong feeling that comes from the soundtrack and more of a take-back-what's-been-stolen approach. Each area you explore has a different piece to set the tone. Some areas, mostly exterior, have no music at all, just for non-diegetic blizzard gusts. Out of all of the ambient music available, cavern aside, there's got to be one track that most players will remember the most, right? There is one strong contender for that title, and that's the track that I want to wrap up this first part of the episode with. Warhead Storage Some of the pieces have a more calm side while others have a more tense and meaningful edge to everything. Warhead Storage has been argued to have all of these traits. The constantly moving percussion, the ever so present bass line 
and the slow harmonizing melody that just spreads across the piece and finishes out the texture perfectly. I personally believe that the stipulation of the room this music is played in ups the ante in a subliminal way. This is played while exploring the first floor of the nuclear warhead storage building. This means, obviously, stored nuclear warheads. The room is full of them. You simply can't risk a leakage or detonation, the results of which would be beyond catastrophic for not just the mission, but politically as well. To reflect this, Snake has been given a direct order that is also implemented in the gameplay. You can't use your weapons on this floor. Not even when you're spotted and the enemy starts to fire their own weapons. On top of all that, if the bullets don't kill Snake when spotted, the resulting leaking radiation from the warheads will. Everything hangs in the balance whenever you're in this room. I know the entire ordeal is a stealth mission, but in the first floor of the nuclear warhead storage building, the game really means it. concludes the first part of my analysis of the music of Metal Gear Solid. With part 2, which will be out in two weeks, I'll be focusing on the music that you only hear in key story beats, so inevitable spoiler warnings will be coming. For those of you who care about that sort of thing, now's your chance to prepare. Speaking of preparation, I have very high hopes for how I see this podcast by the end of the year, but I can't reach that potential without your help. Rate, review, share and subscribe to my melodies of life on your podcast platform of choice and let's get the numbers growing follow my twitter at lj composer to know firsthand when the next episode is out as well as how i'm doing in life tip me on coffee which i will link in the description all of this will mean a lot to me and will help the podcast reach new heights thank you to everyone who has stuck with me and i'll be back with part two of my analysis with the music of metal gear solid this has been a Lewis Change production of My Melodies of Life.